This is the Berman Method Podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy. And we're rolling, baby. The Berman Method Podcast, where we're focused on treating problems and not symptoms, not wasting your time with that BS Western medicine. Ugh. Stuff that'll just make me sick to my stomach. I'm not even going to go down there because I don't want my blood pressure to raise this early in the podcast. All right. Good morning. Dr. Jake Berman here with my beautiful co-host. Jenny Berman, physician assistant. What is happening? I hope you loved that in- that intro as much as I did. <laughs> David against Goliath, where we are David going against Goliath. Goliath is the corporate medical system, Western medicine, which is focused entirely on pharmaceuticals and treating symptoms and not the actual problems We haven't mentioned it in quite a while. This is our go-to to give the best analogy. You have high blood pressure. So I'm going to give you a high blood pressure medication, which helps lower your blood pressure. But why is your blood pressure high to begin with? Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Many causes. Yep. You have high cholesterol. So I'm going to give you a statin that's supposed to lower your cholesterol versus why is your cholesterol high to begin with? Correct. Don't statins lower both good and bad cholesterol? They do. Aren't you supposed to have one of those high and one of those low? Correct. Which one are you supposed to have high? The good cholesterol you want high. Is that the HDLs or the LDLs? HDL. So you want your HDLs high, H for high, Yep. and your LDLs low. Right. L for low. L for low. But the statins lower both the HDLs and the LDLs. Correct. Isn't it, aren't HDLs important? Yes, it's not direct lowering of the HDL, but because the overall cholesterol is lowering, the good cholesterol is also lowering in most individuals, especially if they're not exercising. Yeah. So, yes, and statins have their own, I mean, we could go on a whole tangent on statins. They have their own side effects. They can actually increase blood sugar instability, increase the risk of diabetes, but yet they're supposed to help with treating comorbidities of meaning symptoms of high cholesterol, meaning diabetes. So because you have high cholesterol, you're at higher risk of diabetes and statins are supposed to be lowering that risk, but in reality, they can actually increase our blood sugar. So yes, they, again, you know, we can go on a whole tangent about this, but the point is we need to be looking at the problem and not just treating the symptom with a medication. Why is the cholesterol high in the first place? That is definitely the point. And the more important point from my point of view is if you think the big brother government and pharmaceutical companies are out to protect you, This is a perfect example. They are pushing this crap as hard as you can possibly push it. They're the number one pushers of statins, yet it's all negative. Right? 99% of the time, yes. 99% of the time. Okay, 0.1% of the time, it's not negative. However, for the vast majority of Americans, 
It is negative. Anyways, neither here nor there. That's not what we wanted to talk about. It's not, but that's what we are. We are treating problems and not symptoms. But what we did want to talk about is last week, we got to see two really cool people speak. We were at a mastermind event last weekend with Paul Goff, which is part of the business group that we are in with a bunch of entrepreneurs and out How of many? Network physical therapists. So there was what, 230 in the conference? 230 this time? business owners in a room. Yeah. Majority of them physical therapists. Yeah, mostly physical therapists. I think I'm the only PA as a part of that group, but there are a couple chiropractors, uh, speech therapists, personal trainers, occupational therapists, personal trainers. Yeah. yeah. But the. The point of the group is that it's a bunch of business owners doing the same thing we're doing, uh, trying some, most are out of network, some are still utilizing insurance, but trying to get out of insurance and just running a very special practice where the patient comes first. Uh, And so it's really neat for us to every quarter be able to go to these meetings two to three days to spend with a bunch of successful business owners and talk about what is working, what is not working, a lot of type A personalities together, um, and just really learning from other people. So it's really, really cool to be with successful people. I mean, it, it really pushes you. Yeah, I think the biggest positive to this is we all go to school for years and years and years to ultimately get a degree. And the reason why we do that is for our deep down undeniable passion to help people. Then we come out of school, we get a job and we work for a while and we figure out, okay, this is not what I signed up for. I'm thinking that I can do it better on my own. So we branch off and we open up our own thing. And we think that by opening up our own practice, we'll be able to provide the quality of care and everything will just be peaches and sunshine and everything's going to be great. Little did we know as healthcare providers that we don't know crap about running a business. True. (laughs) We thought that if we could just provide the best quality care, that the business will take care of itself. And it doesn't. (laughs) That's true. And you were you were bred as an entrepreneur. I was not. Jake had to really push me and encourage me and tell me I can uh, to get me to go out on my own and to actually start my own business doing what I love. I went from being in private practice functional medicine to going into corporate medicine at the hospital and working in internal medicine. And even though I was saving lives every single day in the internal medicine office, I didn't feel fulfilled uh, because I wasn't doing my passion. And that's where he pushed me to really go on my own. But the point of all that was I'm not a natural entrepreneur. I'm not natural or I wasn't natural at running a business or making business decisions or being confident in making my own decisions where before I always had somebody be able to make business decisions for me. So, you know, like you, you were a natural entrepreneur, had the drive, but still didn't know much about running business. So being able to yeah, meet with other people. Yeah, we got to be careful about that word natural. I don't know what that means. Yes, I always had the drive to do it, mainly because I wasn't very good at following rules. <laughs> I wasn't very good at following somebody else. And that's a whole nother can of worms that we can open some other day. However, at the end of the day, 
I didn't know anything about running a business. And both of my physical therapy mentors that I worked for prior to doing this, they both laughed at me when, <laughs> when I would suggest recommendations to them and their businesses. And my first mentor, Bob Seaton out of Destin, Florida, I just spoke with him a month or two ago and he's like, yeah, I remember when you said, you know, if it was my business, I'd do it this way. Or maybe it was Aaron that said that, you know, if it was my business, I would do it this way. And then when it is my business, now I see why you can't do it that way because of the business. But anyways, so we're at our quarterly mastermind event and we had two awesome keynote speakers, Damon John. Damon John from Shark Tank. Yeah. And James Lawrence. Iron Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> the toughest man on the planet is what he's known as. Yeah. So Damon John, Damon John, everybody should know who Damon John is. If you don't, he's one of the Shark Tank or one of the sharks on Shark Tank. And he's the guy that founded FUBU, For Us, By Us, is the brand. It's a hip hop brand that was started back in the 90s up in New York. And it went to a multi-million dollar brand within 10 years. And that just exploded his entrepreneurial journey. He's now worth over 400 million or something like that. And he was our keynote speaker on Friday. And it was great because he didn't, our coach, Paul, didn't want him to just give a keynote. He wanted it to be an interview style. So Paul's up there interviewing Damon John on what are the qualities that he looks for in a business, in a business owner, the leadership component of it, the management component of a business before he considers investing or purchasing the business. So it was really nice to hear some of the things that he looks at because it's a lot of the things that we've been coached to do ourselves. It doesn't matter what level you're at, if you're at a quarter million dollars a year in revenue or multi, multi-million dollars a year in revenue, the fundamentals are still the same. Definitely. And I think a good takeaway from his that could apply not only to business ownership, but in life in general, he said, act, learn, repeat. So we're always progressing. We're always moving up. We're always evolving. We do an action. We learn from that action and we repeat with what we've learned. But obviously on the repeat, it's with the next step. So evolving, progressing from what we learned before. So yes, we apply that in business all the time where we do something and we learn from it and then we change what we're doing. Um, but repeating the same types of things with what we learned, but in life, it's that way too. It's the same exact thing. It doesn't matter if we're talking about trying to run a business or run a healthy lifestyle. It is the same exact thing, same exact concepts. We do it every day with our clients and, you know, that's why our meal plans and our uh, wellness programs are so personalized because we start out at a baseline with the client's first dietary visit where we're breaking down a meal plan, breaking down their macronutrients, telling them what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad. But the weekly visits of coming in every single week is where we're actually able to see what's working for the client, what's not working for the client 
changing the actions, learning from the actions, repeating with the new actions that we have, we think are going to be better for the client. So it's the same type of progression with creating this very personalized meal plan for what's going to work for somebody's metabolism. You guys do the same thing for your physical therapy, where you start with one treatment plan and depending on what's going on with the client, you when they come in the next visit that same week or the week after, you have to learn from it and modify and, and repeat. Yes, it's a constant, constant assess, reassess, and modify, adjust, whatever it takes. Because if it's not working, can't keep doing the definition of insanity and keep trying it, being headstrong and thinking that it should work. Eventually it will work. You got to keep modifying, especially with the fact that we're at a network and this is people are paying for our time. So we cannot just let 10 sessions ago and say, oh, wow, that didn't work and come back. Like we are constantly every single session reassessing what's going on. Did I miss something? Was the answer last time still the answer this time? And make sure that we're still able to provide the intervention that we are most confident is the most appropriate one. Right. So that was fun. But when we came to James Lawrence, he gave a keynote. Paul didn't do an interview style with him. He let him do his keynote. And holy cow, if you don't know who James Lawrence is, just Google him, look at him. He's got a documentary on Amazon Prime. It's called 50-50-50. This guy did 50 Ironmans and 50 states in 50 consecutive days never been done before prior to that the world record was something like 22 28 28 ironmans yeah. in a year right and that's the first record that he broke he did 30 in a year in 30 different countries or something 10 different countries eight i don't know how many countries do we even have eight. not 30 <laughs> eight different countries okay eight different countries yeah 30 different states I no. know, but there was something with the 30. Anyway, he performed 30 Ironmen in all different sorts of different countries. Yeah. I over think, a year. I think what it was, he did 30 Ironman races. Okay. Across eight countries. Got it. Within a year. Got it. And once he finished that, he goes, well, that really wasn't that hard. So then he came up with the next one. He said, what if I did 50 Ironmans, not races? This was the biggest thing that we wanted to find out. They weren't actual races. They were just the total distances. So he did 50 Ironmen in 50 states in 50 consecutive days. Right. And that's where at one point he said the first Ironman he did, the first state was in Hawaii. And to work out the timing wise, he had to start it at midnight. So he started his process of the 2.4 mile swim, then the bike ride, then the uh, marathon on his own time, not in a particular race. So I think that itself takes a ton of willpower to be like, okay, I'm not with a bunch of other people. I'm by myself and I'm still going to do this. Right. I think it's important to tell, I guess we kind of jumped the gun here. And whenever everybody hears this, you know, this wasn't even his most recent accomplishment. So 
let's just jump to where we are today. So he did 50 Ironman in 50 states in 50 days. It's a whole documentary on Amazon Prime. Watch it. It's amazing. It really happened and it's all legit. It's all documented officially. And he said, well, you know, I think I can do more. <laughs> so then he decides he's going to do 100 Ironman in 100 consecutive days. Right. <laughs> and he actually did it. He did 101. Oh, he did 101. Yes, he finished all 100. And he goes, who would I be if I'm the one telling people just do one more and I didn't do one more? So the next day, all by himself, no cameras or anything, he did one, the 101st yeah. <laughs> Ironman. So 101 days in a row. He got in a lap pool to swim his 2.4 miles on his 101st day because he was at home. Uh, So he ran, swam tons of laps. And I'm telling all you guys the end result first because I think it's important because when you hear that, you go, why would anybody ever want to punish themselves that way? Because that's what it was. It's punishing. He said multiple times when Paul asked him at the end, he goes, why do you think that you're able to do this? What's your unique advantage over everybody else? And he goes, I have a unique advantage of being able to suffer much harder and much longer than anybody else on the planet. Yeah, that's great. And he goes, but it really comes down to the why. Why was I doing this in the first place? And it was for a charity. And what was the charity? Do you remember? I don't, but it was helping others, <laughs> obviously. It was for women being sex trafficked. Oh, that's right. Yep, you're right. Yep. Yeah, so he goes, it's all about helping women being sex trafficked. And I, he didn't really get into detail on how he chose that one, I'm assuming, because he has four daughters, and it's something that just hits home. That's just my guess. However, everything was being raised to go towards helping women being sex trafficked. Mm-hmm. And the goal was to raise a million dollars for the first 50. I don't know what the goal was for the next 100, whatever it was. That's going to be the next documentary coming out. But the important thing to take away from this is if you don't know your why, you will quit. Right. And that's something that I struggle with personally every day in the gym is why am I working out here? Just to say that I worked out today. Or am I actually trying to progress this weight? And it wasn't until I started recording my maxes. So how much weight did I lift today? And then comparing it to the next week. And before I lift the weight the next week, I look at how much I lifted last week, how many sets, how many reps, how much weight total. And then I say, okay, that's what I did last week. Let's see if I can beat it this week. Because it's always right when I get to where I was last week. I'm like, man, I could easily just quit right now. I'm really tired. My muscles are burning. I'm out of breath. But I'm like, ah, just give me two more. And that way I will PR this week compared to what I did last week. PR stands for personal record. Right? And I actually did one today. And I was like, it was deadlifts. So I was doing deadlifts just with 135 pounds of 45 plates on each side. And last week or the last time I recorded it, probably two weeks ago, I did 25 reps. So I got to 22 and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I just need to quit. And I'm like, James Lawrence wouldn't quit. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I went to 26 and I almost fell over. <laughs> I was I was thinking about it during my workout uh, this week or yeah, this week this morning too, but whenever your muscle my muscles were tired, I was like his muscles seized on him and he got up and well, crawled initially, then got back up and walked and then ended up doing cartwheels across the finish line because his daughter told him to. But his muscles were in one huge contraction. And what it comes down to is our mind is our strongest muscle. And so even if it's not... Or weakest. Or weakest, yeah. Biggest, I should say, or most influenced muscle. The mind is the most influenced muscle. And so... When our muscles are telling us no and our body is telling us we're tired, we still have gas in the tank. We still have room to go. We have to get the mind to connect to the body and say, you're stronger than this. You can do it. You showed up. Now you will finish. And this doesn't just have to apply to exercise. I mean, this can be... He said this specifically. He said, your heart is different than my heart. Your struggle is different than my struggle. So if it's not exercise, maybe it's mental health. Maybe it's putting the alcohol bottle down or putting the medication bottle down, or maybe it's giving up the sugar. Um, Maybe it's confronting somebody at work or doing a task at work that's been daunting you. So your struggle, your heart is different. But the bottom line is you have to know the why. And then you have to recognize that your mind is controlling you and you have to let go of the mind to be able to get through. He kept saying, just show up. If you show up, the rest is going to get done. You're going to be successful. You're going to succeed, but you have to take the mind out of it. You know, just showing up is the most important part because if you don't show up, you don't have a chance. It's the same thing as fishing or hunting. Like there are some mornings hunting wise where it's like oh my god it's 10 degrees out the wind's blowing 30 miles an hour everything's iced over i'm tired i don't want to go sit in a freaking tree but the reason why i do it is because it's really hard to get a deer when you're in bed right really hard you gotta at least show up i know that's it's not what we're really talking about, but it is something at the end of the day. What is my why? My why is it's all about the hunt. Like, well, how do I get, how do I play this game of chess and outsmart this extremely intelligent buck and get him with my bow, get within bow range, get within 20 yards of this thing to have a chance. And you got to show up. Same thing at the gym. It's really hard to lose weight. If you don't show up, if you keep hitting the snooze button, if you say you're going to work out after work and then something always comes out after work, wake up first thing, get it out of the way before your day even starts. No email needs to be answered at five o'clock in the morning. That's why we do it. We wake up at 420 every single morning. We are working out by 445 or five at the latest because the phone doesn't ring. No emails need to be responded to and we can get it out of the way and then the rest of the world wakes up and then the phone starts ringing and then emails start coming through and texts and everything else and babies wake up. So what is your why? Bring it back to what we started out with, with statins. You were put on a statin because your cholesterol is high. The statin is going to lead to all these other horrendous medical conditions down the road and it's really just a band-aid on a bullet hole why don't we just figure out what caused it in the first place? And maybe it is changing something with the diet. Maybe it is getting up and walking for 20 minutes every single morning before your day starts. 
What is the reason though that you would do that? What's what's a bad thing that could occur if you just decided to rely on statins versus fixing the problem? You want just one? Yeah, just give me one. Muscle aches and pains decreases your quality of life. You quit getting out of bed because your muscles are sore, your muscles are aching. Because of the statins. Right, because of the statin. Your blood sugar goes up. So now you're on diabetic medication Just and one. your statin medication. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> I don't want you to get started. So you're on a statin to fix your cholesterol, but now statins result in all these muscles, aches, and pains. When you have muscle aches and pains, are you more active or less active? Less active. Less active. When you're less active, do you gain weight or lose weight? Gain more weight. When you gain weight, are you at higher risk or lower risk for metabolic diseases and all this other stuff? Higher risk. Right. So what is your why? Do you want to be around for your grandkids? Do you want to be around for great, great grandkids? I mean, what is the why? Come up with the why and that will push you to do the how, essentially. Right. Good? Yes. So that was a lot of fun. I think the biggest take-home message from today's episode is what we're just talking about. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to solve your back pain? Why do you want to improve your golf game? Figure out the why and then the how is so much easier. It's so much easier to keep doing it even when nobody else is doing it. You don't want to do it. It's cold and dreary outside, probably not in Naples, but somewhere up north because we're beautiful down here, 360 days of sunshine a year. Mm-hmm. Unless a hurricane runs through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we hope everybody's recovering well from also. We yes. haven't really commented on that on the podcast. So, all right. Anything else? I think that's it. Happy Monday. Yes. Share and subscribe this. Please pass it along. And just show up. Just show up, damn it. Till next time. Ciao for now. Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.